like he's burning. Check for burns. I don't see anything. Where's the hurt the most, Will? Wait a sec, how big? First it was like that. Now he's like this. I swear to God, man, it's just some little lizard, okay? It's not a lizard. How do you know? How do I know if it's not a lizard? Yeah, how do you know if it's not just a lizard? Because his face opened up and he ate my cat. Hey everybody, this is Tony with a Stranger Things podcast, and today we're talking about Chapter 6, The Spy. But before we get into the uh, episode, I just want to lay out uh, what we'll be talking about uh, within Chapter 7, the next episode called The uh, Lost Sister. Now, within that episode, um, it's going to be a bit longer, and what I'm going to do before I actually get into the episode is lay out some of the pros and then go into some of the cons on why the episode worked and why it didn't work and why we uh, ultimately find Eleven going from Hawkins, Indiana to Chicago. So with all that being said, we're going to jump into tonight's episode. So we start this episode off with Will in extreme pain being rolled into the hospital while Hopper is being scrubbed down from being in the upside down and possibly some of the side effects that have come from that him being sick and vomiting and just uh, it's just it's just a nasty uh, situation. So meanwhile, Dustin and Steve are going after Dart and Steve with his uh, uh, famous uh, bat with nails. So I, I just love that. It, you know, it, it, it just reminds me so much of the Negan from The Walking Dead, uh, you know, without the barbed wire, but with uh, with nails. There are some iterations of it online with uh, memes with Steve where there is barbed wire around the nails, but I just found that to be very, very, um, very uh, interesting the way they're playing that up. And he's always putting it on his shoulder on his uh, right shoulder as he walks off and there's, there's just always this uh this picture of him with uh with the bat and it's very uh negan-esque if you if you will 
Now, they find out, um, Dustin and Steve, that Dart has escaped from where, uh, from where Dustin was holding him down in the cellar. And he's basically burled his way out through uh, what looks like to be concrete and a uh, brick out into the town, which is not a good thing because off in the distance, we hear a, a sound of a uh, uh, yelling uh, demo dog or demogorgon. But with all that being said, uh, Dart has escaped and he, you know, he's left the shed uh, um, or the cellar and he shed his skin and he's obviously, obviously gotten a lot bigger at this point because he just, uh, he's just growing. Um, and there's a lot of parallels between the, um, between gremlins and, and him and how they left all this stuff behind once they got bigger and multiplied. I just love the uh, parallels between the two. And I uh, and I am um, I'm just I'm just loving the score in this episode. It it, it brings in so much uh, uh, heavy uh, hitting uh, notes, and it just uh, it's just so uh, grounding what they're doing with the uh, episode. Now this is a very intense episode to say the least. Um, only three minutes, uh, only three minutes in, we're getting all this inform um, information, all this action happening and going on. There's several different things, and this uh, season only gets more intense as we go. I would say probably uh, it slows down a little bit in in season seven because we have uh, Eleven's arc, which I think is very important because there's a lot of things that came before and there's a lot of things that come after, and I think there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to see in season uh, three and definitely in season four that are going to be a callback to this uh to this um that episode chapter uh seven but eight is one of the most intense episodes of the series um thus far even going into season uh three possibly i think there's maybe one or two that may be on it as as equal uh playing ground but anyway with that being said um, so, you know, with this episode uh, being so intense, um, so back at the buyer's house, the government agents uh, uh, admire and they take some some pictures uh, within the buyer's house and then they just leave. So, like I said, they're kind of right in the middle. We don't know exactly what, to, you know, maybe there's some offshoot of some of the agents that are still doing some of the things that they possibly should do. Or maybe this is just uh, them following some orders from Dr. Owens, him trying to gather information because at this point he's, he's honestly, at this point he is more on the good side than on the bad side. And he's more transparent and, but he's still got some things that he has to keep close to the vest and under wraps. And I can understand that, but it's, it's just really, it's like, Hey, we're going to, you know, we need to get this information. I think if he just told them this, these are the things that they need to do, but maybe they couldn't do that or didn't have the opportunity because, uh, the buyers are in the, uh, in the hospital, they're elsewhere. There's a lot going on. So Joy sits down and talks to Dr. Owens and the other scientists. Uh, and she just has like a, a sit down, you know, uh, 
almost a state of the union address, you know, to say the least, you know, trying to figure out exactly what's going on or what is happening. Uh, uh, Winona, once again, is absolutely great. Um, she's standing up uh, and she's taking a stand against these doctors, uh, scientists, and it, it's really great to see her acting abilities on full display. Now, the, uh, the recorded tape heads to the Chicago Times, the one that Nancy took while in the, uh, in the lab, and it's just, um, it's getting ready to explode, and it, you know, it heads to the Chicago Sun-Times, so this is what starts to unravel a lot of what they have going on at the, at the lab. Um, Nancy, Jonathan, and Murray are having a few drinks when Murray convinces them to spend the night. And Murray, uh, Murray sees right through what Jonathan and Nancy uh, have going on. Uh, potentially some kind of love interest. He just sees right through it and he just calls them out on everything, whether or not it's their past traumas or being in love with someone else or, or liking someone else and, and being in love with this person that they're in front of. So it's, it's a lot that's uh, put out into the, uh, into the Stranger Things universe right there. So there is, uh, there is definitely a Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, uh, uh, Temple of Doom moment there, you know, the, the, uh, the part within the, uh, movie where they're going back and forth, Indiana Jones is in one movie, and I'm like, it's the name of the woman that played Indiana Jones, uh, potential love interest with Air Force there, uh, I can't remember her name, but they're going back and forth, and they're standing in different rooms, and then ultimately you have Nancy and Jonathan doing the exact, uh, same thing, you know, one's in one room talking to themselves, the other doing the exact same thing, and then there's this back and forth, it's just a really great callback scene that I love to, uh, love to have seen uh, played out in this way. So, uh, they they kiss passionately uh, for a while. Uh, meanwhile, Erica is playing kissy face with uh, He-Man and a friend of Barbie who, you know, when, um, when Lucas breaks in and then he contacts Dustin, which he hasn't been able to because the walkie has been cut off by Erica for the majority of the day because, you know, there was a code red, code red over and over again. And Lucas is now going to meet Dustin and Steve at the junkyard, but that'll happen a little bit later on. Meanwhile, Dr. Owens meets with Hopper, who is basically this throwing, uh, throwing up um, right before Dr. Owens comes in. He's just sick to his stomach from being in the upside down. And Dr. Owens takes him down to the upside down and just starts to show him exactly what's going on. And Hopper gets this, uh, this very detailed uh, uh, look as to what is actually going on. And this is not just in their head theories. He, like I said, Dr. Owens is really being transparent. He's really pushing forward what exactly is going on and, and letting him know that we don't know exactly everything that's going on at this point. So Lucas is now 
uh, basically going to meet Dustin and Steve at the junkyard. And he's just, you know, he's just going back and forth with that. But we'll jump back into that a little bit uh, here in a moment. So Bob and Joyce talk about her signing documents and they're talking about Will. And, you know, and then Bob Newby, superhero, uh, the saying is born and Will awakens and he doesn't know who Bob is. And something has definitely changed in this moment. Now, Murray prepares breakfast while Nancy and Jonathan sit down to eat. And one of the funnier moments in the um, in the series for me, and this is just, uh, there's a, a great play on words here. Um, Murray asks, how was the pullout? <laughs> and this is one of the biggest laugh out loud moments. And just the look on Jonathan's face, uh, then the look on Nancy's face as she slightly smiles is just so great. I just love seeing uh, her like this little smirk and her looking to the side and she, you know, she knows exactly what's going on. And, you know, you know, Jonathan, he's he's basically, you know, saying, oh, it, it was good. And, you know, Murray's you know, smirking because he, he knows exactly what happened, you know, and what, you know, what's going on. And, you know, he's like, I bet. And he does this little thing with the eggs. And anyway, it's uh, it's a great, great uh, scene. Now, uh, Murray sends Nancy and Jonathan off with some vodka and a slammed door. You know, he is such a great, quirky character, uh, Murray. Um, he's one of my favorites in this series itself. You know, it's just like, you know, here's Vodka, slam the door, the look on Nancy's face. She's, you know, quite shocked at this, you know, knowing that they built this, you know, this little bit of a, you know, rapport between themselves. And all of a sudden it just abruptly ends like this for her. That's just really, uh, not you know it's it's unsettling for her to to have this happen like this and you can just see it on her face and Jonathan as well it's just it's really great so we uh we get Lucas and Lucas heads to Max's house and tells her that he has proof of the story that he told her earlier in the arcade and Billy confronts her about you know who she was talking to meanwhile Max jumps out of the window onto the bike with Lucas and they head off, uh, potentially, uh, potentially, uh, going to the junkyard. Now, Dr. Owens talks to Will, but Will doesn't remember him or, or Harper, but he remembers Mike slightly. And it all seems a bit weird. You know, he starts saying it, it upset him, the mind flayer. This is what Will is saying. You can tell he's kind of talking. Uh, the mind flayer is talking through Will at this moment, and he's not grasping exactly whom is who. And it, it's just, it's just really great to see his acting skills. Uh, Will also says that they they hurt him and they shouldn't have done that. Doctor Owen starts to do a test on a creature from the uh, from the upside down, and he starts to experience. Uh, extreme pain 
at this moment because they're in one room and Will's in the other room. So they're they're experimenting on this creature from the upside down. Just this little like little slug like little thing. It's um it's pretty pretty big. It's probably about three about maybe two or three feet you know big and it's just sitting there on the table and they're experimenting on that. They're burning it and then at the same time they're burning uh uh, will or the mind flare that's inside of will so uh, meanwhile uh, Dustin and Steve are heading down the uh, railroad tracks a la stand by me leaving a trail of meat for dart to find and follow them but, but before that um, uh, dr. Owens is basically he's a uh, He's running uh, experiments and he explains how the, the virus works and takes, and, you know, it basically takes over the host. And he continues saying that they are going to continue to run tests as long as they, they need to to try to figure a lot of this out. Now, back with uh, Steve and Dustin. So Steve gives Dustin some slightly misguided advice about girls and Farrah Fawcett hairspray advice as well. One of the best scenes. This is one of the scenes that gets memed uh, so much. And I, I just love the whole scenery of them walking down those railroad tracks. Um, so uh, as an aside, I've visited some of these locations. And I have plans later on uh, this year to visit all of the uh, sites and to take pictures of everything. And I'm getting ready to... Uh, start a website for uh, Stranger Things. So that's something that, that's going to be coming in the next couple of months. So uh, be looking out for, uh, for that. Anyway, uh, Hopper calls Eleven via police radio, a private line, but she's not there and he apologizes and everything, but she's not there to hear any of it. Meanwhile, Dr. Owens is in a meeting. Dr. Owens gets into it with one of the scientists. And you can tell now at this moment that he really cares. He's like, you know, you say that to me again, you know, and, the, you know, the guy shrinks back and he doesn't say another word. And I just love that uh, the way uh, Paul Reiser is, is playing this role. I, I love it. It's so naturalistic. It's just great to see him on the big screen again because we know as the last time we saw him was in the 80 was in the 80s was in aliens and he was you know this almost sniveling you know turn on his friends bad guy so i love the way they've turned that completely around and he's more on the side of the uh good guys and we see in the next coming episodes he's uh he's more definitely on their side if not fully on their side by the end of this uh series or at least at the end of this season. So Will is in the hospital and he can see through walls. Now I never noticed this before. It, this was something that I, you know, upon, and I've seen this episode several times, but this is not something that I noticed. And I was like, wait a minute, he's actually seeing through walls. He's got like this Superman, uh, uh, ability here you know he's he's seeing through walls because he was seeing down into the into the hallway and he was looking at the officers the officers uh gun he was like scanning possibly a, a possible chance you know in which he can escape so i found that to be 
very interesting. And like I said, when you go back and you watch some of these episodes, there are things that you miss because you're so focused on uh, a lot of times what they're saying or the action that's involved that you miss these little small details. And, you know, even being an extreme fan of Stranger Things, this is something that I missed. And, you know, I'm now going back and scanning all of these episodes and just really paying attention to these very, very small uh, details uh, within so Dustin, Max, Steve, and Lucas meet up at the junkyard, and I love Steve, uh, the babysitter. <laughs> this is that he, he's the he's not officially the babysitter yet because it hasn't been said in so many terms, but he's he's there. He's there at this point. And later on, we get a scene where, um, not in this episode, but um, in episode eight, where Nancy really thanks him for that but once we get to that we'll cross that bridge and we'll talk about it more in detail so jonathan and nancy arrive at the house to find it in complete disarray because they have no idea as to what has been happening and will's drawings are everywhere and will meanwhile is at the table in the hospital trying to piece uh, together his drawings and points out something the mind flare doesn't want them to see or to to know about meanwhile back at the junkyard steve and the kids work tirelessly um via a slight montage um trying to set up traps for dart and a lot of the other uh demogorgons now dr owens and the lab uh, agents are looking for the area where the mind flare doesn't want them to go and find or so we think now steve and dustin have a moment and steve winks now there's a and when i say they have a moment it's like you know dustin's like so over it and he's so over uh max at the at the moment um because he's like you know i'm this nothing i can do to you know to make her believe you know what's going on he's like why are you even here you know and he's he's really getting personally affected by this and he's taking it personal and at the in this moment where a lot of this stuff has happened especially at in the uh, school with dr brenner 11 and the demogorgon a lot of this is probably coming back it's like we've gone through all this stuff government agencies 11 flipping a, a van all these other things that she just uh, max just doesn't believe at this moment is really is really taking a toll and gotten to dustin at this moment and you can tell and of course uh, uh steve looks over at uh dustin and kind of you know just winks at him like you know good job you know pretend like you don't care and dustin's like i really don't care at you know at that moment he he really doesn't <laughs> you can really see it on his face it's just you know it's so 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 good uh the uh, the actor that plays uh, dustin and steve now lucas and max have a moment as well when lucas brings up if max misses california and i just realized that there has to be a connection between california max in the upside down since we see max with powers in the new trailers or so we or so we think this may be a dream sequence or something who knows you know there's a lot of misdirects in these in these trailers and they're cut perfectly 
uh, you know, they're uh, they're definitely propaganda, as I like to say. <laughs> but I but I love you know I love uh, trailers and I love the characters that are in this in this show and just the way they're building up everything. But like I said, there has to be some kind of uh, connection between uh, California Max and her having powers, and because the group was relocated by Dr. Owens to California. Anyway, it's just something I've been really uh, thinking about. Of course, we know within the trailer, you know, uh, Dr. Owens says, I relocated you there because, you know, I, I, I thought you would be safe there. And, you know, that on the surface, it sounds to be like that possibly could be the truth. But there could be something else going on that because we know that Dr. Owens has been holding just little things here and there close to the vest not necessarily putting everything out there so maybe there's some kind of other facility we know that the military is involved is involved in season four because we saw a bit of them towards the end of season three so uh, the Duffer brothers said they definitely wanted to have the military have a bigger role in this uh series moving forward especially in season four so i think we are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of that uh, within this episode. So now, uh, you know, Lucas and, and, and Max sharing their feelings is just so wonderful. And, you know, but it's, but it's short lived when demo dogs start to show up in the junkyard. This is one of my, you know, this is one of the most intense scenes of the, uh, of the, uh, episode them being there Steve going out into the junkyard and being surrounded by demo dogs the other kids are on the uh the bus still and they're basically being inundated by uh the demo dogs now Steve's head you know Steve like I said heads out of the bus where they've been uh hold up for a bit and you know when he's met by not one but two demo dogs and and, and you know for me this is one of you know one of the most intense scenes, like I said, but the demo dogs are scared off or are called back as we learn a little bit later on by something. Meanwhile, the lab agents uh, traverse through the upside down when Hopper and Dr. Owens looking on. And it turns out that Will has led the agents to a trap via the mind flare. And, you know, he, he's just, you know, and now he's realized, you know, by Mike that it's a trap and Will is actually the spy and they can no longer trust him. And Will saying, I'm sorry, he made me do it. He made me do it. So we know that now Will is the host for the Mind Flare, uh, definitively. And we just get a lot of that going forward. Uh, and, you know, but we get a little bit of a break because this uh, episode was so intense. You know, you can't rev it up. So they pulled it back a little bit uh, in episode seven. But anyway, they, the agents, get taken out one by one, uh, alien style, in this little uh, tunnel leading to uh, the full uh, pit of the upside down world. And we get a lot of that. Uh, moving forward inside of this uh, episode. Like I said, episode uh, seven just basically stops the entire uh, the entire season in its tracks. But I, I, you know, I think it really needed 
to uh, to be done because we needed to get the full story on Eleven moving uh, forward into the next episodes because her the way she's come back we really 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 needed that really needed that and we understand like I said some things that happened in the past and some things that are going to happen in the future and she needed that growth and she needed to be fully on board with everything that was going on because her and Harper were at at odds and uh, she didn't understand why she had to be you know here why she couldn't leave and we get this real growth from her that was her growing moment we get this moment where she has to go off on this uh almost a sabbatical of sorts to really uh, focus and hone her skills and improve her skills because she will need those uh new learned skills you know by uh, kali to to help close this uh gate which is at the end of the um the end of the season so a lot of that is needed because I don't think had she had not gone through that experience and had gotten those uh, skills maybe a little bit um, misplaced by Kali because she's so angry. But uh, I think that uh, that her going on that, that was pivotal to uh, actually being able to to really, really close the gate and complete exactly what she needed to do so we need that episode but i'm not going to jump into that any further but anyway this has been tony with the stranger things podcast and i'll see you guys for the next episode episode chapter seven the lost sister i'll see you guys in the upside down
Sure know how to make a spirit, am I right? Oh, no, 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 we, we can't. Yeah, no, no, I, I've got to drive. Drive? What, tonight? Our parents. Would be proud if they knew what you were up to. Just tell them you're a Tammy's or Dawn's or whoever's and take my guest room. Can we stop? Oh, it is pretty late. Uh, could I use the sofa? Okay, I'm confused. What's going on here? Lover's quarrel? No, no, I mean, we're just friends. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> You've told me a lot of shockers today, but that, that is the first lie. It's not a lie. No? You're young, attractive, you've got chemistry, history, plus the real shit. Shared trauma. Trust issues, am I right? Something to do with your dad. What? No, no, I mean, my dad's... Uh... An asshole. Mm. It is a curse to see so clearly. You, you're harder to read. Probably, like everyone, afraid of what would happen if you accepted yourself for who you really are and retreated back to the safety of... Name? Name? Steve. Oh. Steve. We like Steve. Yes. But we don't love Steve. What? No, we... I mean... I... I do. There it is. Ladies and germs, the second lie of the evening. So, how'd I do? <laughs> My goodness. You two are adorable, aren't you? Listen, there's a pull-out sofa in my study if you want. But if I were you, I'd just cut the bullshit and share the damn bag. Yeah, um, 